I can't remember exactly what I was doing that evening when I walked down the hallway into the living room, but I remember entering the living room and I saw my mom sitting in a chair in front of the TV and she was patting her eyes with uh, tissue and crying. I had never seen her cry before. Hello everybody, my name is Bishop Frisch and welcome to My Life Through Music. The next song that is associated with the following memory is Imagine by John Lennon, of course, of the Beatles. And it was released in 1971. And regardless of our political views or our uh, religious views, because let's face it, we're not all gonna agree 100% um, on everything that uh, this song is, is saying or um, what was written in it, but to me, in my opinion, it is a beautiful song, to me. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the lyrics in just a few minutes, but when you listen to it, you know, you, you first hear the, um, the gentle piano in the beginning. And then, of course, you have um, John Lennon's distinctive uh, voice that comes in, and he's asking us to imagine. And I talked a little bit about imagination in a couple of songs ago, which I think is very important. And albeit those were simple, you know, uh, ideas of imagination, but he's asking us to imagine. To imagine, you know, a lot of things that, you know, we don't normally think about um, because of the day-to-day -day uh, hustle and bustle, we get caught up in life, um, daily activities, you know, our minds are often occupied and somewhat distracted. But I think that he might be saying something along the lines of, you know, just take a few moments and imagine or, you know, consider a few things like, no heaven, or no heaven the way that you currently look at heaven is another way we could, we could look at that. I don't know. Um, or on the opposite side of the spectrum, no hell. Again, at least in the way that we perceive it at this particular moment, in this time, in this place. Um, no countries, you know, he talks about uh, no countries, you know, no borders. Um, living for today. Um, nothing to kill or die for. And no religion too. And I found that really interesting because if you notice that he didn't say no God specifically. He said no religion. And I think there's a profound difference between um, talking about no religion or no God. And then he talks about living life in peace 
What do those things mean to you exactly? Now, I know that uh, for me personally, I look deep or deeper into songs and they don't really always mean exactly what the words say on the surface. I, I go deep beneath the surface on a lot of songs and they have a lot of different meanings from what you think they mean to you or to me. And I just want to ask you to just kind of look at that a little bit and uh, ask yourself, you know, what do some of these things and these concepts mean to me? And, you know, he says, you may say I'm a dreamer. And I think this might be, you know, a hint of him um, understanding that a lot of people in this world, you know, don't see things the way he did back then. Um, and, or maybe, people not wanting to see the world um, or wanting to see the world in this way. Something to think about. I don't know for sure. Um, I'm just trying to get myself and, and everybody else, you know, who, who wants to, to just think a little bit deeper, um, to think a bit. But the lines that really stick out to me above the rest, and they're, it, you know, they're all really profound. But when he talks about no need for greed or hunger, and a brotherhood of man. And I do think that is really beautiful. And this was, I believe, written in 1970 and then released in 1971. So we're talking uh, 49, 50 years ago. But back then he was talking about no need for greed or hunger. Very interesting, I think. And the world will live as one. You know, he ends, he rounds out the song. And again, I do believe that this is a, a beautiful song from the heart. Now, do I believe all of these things? No, not necessarily. Um, there are some undertones of uh, some concepts and some ideas, some um, political ideas that um, I personally don't subscribe to. But I do believe in the spirit in which this song was written. You know, wanting peace, wanting to have a brotherhood of man um, and no need for greed or hunger. I believe in all of that stuff. But I do remember that it was night, it was dark outside, and the TV was on, and we had this little medium-sized lamp in the corner on this little end table. And I remember walking down this short hallway that we had in one of our old houses. And I came into the living room, as I mentioned before, and my mom was sitting in a chair. Uh, we had a chair, it was kind of like a lazy boy type chair and my dad was standing next to her, to her left. So I was, you know, standing here. My mom was in between us and my dad was standing um, off to her left. And he had his arms crossed, you know. He has this way of standing and just kind of looking. And he was, he was really looking at the TV. And my mom obviously was, was um, she was upset and she was drying her tears. 
And, you know, I asked. I, uh, I said, uh, why is mom crying? And, you know, obviously she didn't say anything. And my dad said, you know, John Lennon was, was killed tonight. And to be honest, at that age, I didn't make the connection at first. I didn't make the connection. The name didn't click. I didn't know who that was at the time. At nine years old, I just associated singer, guitar player, drummer, you know. And, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of that scene in uh, one of our favorite movies, uh, The Sandlot. You know that scene where the main character, Smalls, he finally makes the connection that the great Bambino was actually Babe Ruth, you know? And that, that's kind of how it was. It wasn't exactly like that. It was similar to that. And I was like, oh my gosh. And, and at that time, I didn't even know they, they, that they had broken up. They weren't a band anymore. You know, I was just going through my life with my head in the clouds in my little nine-year-old world. But after my dad had explained to me, you know, in detail, I remember thinking, he's the guy on that record. And he's gone. And at that time, I had a very... I guess we could say an underdeveloped sense of death at that time. I mean, my grandparents at that particular time were still alive and nobody uh, close to me or my family for that matter had passed away. So death was kind of a foreign subject in my house, at least at that time. And I guess, you know, I was pretty naive to it. And I was sad. I was sad after seeing that and hearing about that news for, you know, a couple of reasons, you know. The guy on the record was dead. You know, the first record that I remember listening to over and over and over again on my own. And... Secondly, my, my mom was crying. This song is in my, my life through music playlist to remind me of that day and the importance of the spirit of that song, regardless of how much we agree with it. Um, but I think the spirit of that song is beautiful. I really do. But I don't want to end on a sad note. And I want to talk quickly about a happier song from him and the Beatles, which is my favorite. Um, and that would have been, or would be, uh, Twist and Shout, uh, again by the Beatles, which interestingly is a cover of uh, a band called The Top Notes, which I believe was released in 1961. And they covered it in 1963. And also the Isley Brothers um, 
they covered it in 62, if my research, my brief research is correct. But I love the song. I love Twist and Shout. I love that song. It's my favorite Beatles song, and I have so many great memories uh, attached to that song. And one of the reasons is because I've, I've been to a lot of weddings in my life, and <laughs> I've never been to a wedding reception where that song has not been played, Twist and Shout. Every single one I've been to, I remember hearing that song and dancing with groups of people or with a certain girl or whatever. Um, I remember hearing that song, and and it's it's a fun song because it, it brings people together. Everybody can twist, you know. Um, and re- wedding receptions um, are are happy, and they're festive, and that's how I want to end this memory. Not in the sadness of John Lennon's death, but in the happiness of remembering all the great songs that he and the Beatles sang, and the laughing and the dancing, and the having fun. That's what I want to remember. You know, when I walked into our living room that night, I had to ask why my mom was crying. And yes, one of her favorite singers from her favorite bands had been needlessly taken from the world. But there was more. What I had learned from being around her for so many years was that she was a gentle soul and an extremely happy person, always upbeat and positive. And all she ever really wanted was the best for, you know, my brother and I, our family. And she wanted the best for the world. And while watching the news that night, that made her sad for this world. And that's why I really believe she was crying. I wanna encourage you to check out these songs Um, They're both great songs, but, uh, you know, they're both on the opposite spectrum of of, uh, emotion, I guess you could say. But I'll put the links in the bottom, and I really want to encourage you to check these songs out, because I know what they mean to me, and find out what they mean to you. As always... I know your time is important, it's valuable, and I I just want to thank you for just spending a little of it with me talking about music, and I will see you in the next video.